0: what is going on everybody it is officially draft week that's right i haven't told our guest yet but this podcast is coming out the monday before the draft and who better to have on than the one the only mina archives
1: it's mina m kimes actually
0: what is your middle name
1: it's korean it's my grandmother's name
0: i am m2 but i have matthew who is not korean
1: you're Matthew. So you're A-M-L. See, I'm M-M-K, so when South Park was big, I would get a lot of okay.
0: Wow. What, Mr. Garrison was the teacher?
1: Um, God, I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I, my experience with South Park, not that we're going to get into that, it was mainly was mainly, I just remember that I wasn't allowed to watch it, and so yeah. I had to sneak it, and it made it such Thanks. a cooler show.
1: same. I was not allowed to watch it. So I would wait till I was babysitting at someone else's like house and then watch it. Then you know who loves South park, Aaron Rodgers, huge South park guy.
0: That makes so much sense. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The fact fact that you, uh, can I say that during Katie Nolan's little thing, uh, the zoom call that you tried to get somebody on. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. So I stopped. (laughs) Okay, we'll stop. Um, this is draft week, and a lot of times I need to prepare for things, but I know that you truly, you love the draft. It, like, okay. speaks to your soul. You used to be, you know, a financial reporter. I think it's something about numbers and value and, like, rising and falling. I don't know what it is, but I just know that when I was growing up, I could sit there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when it was those days and not know who any of the players were. Thank you. Wow. My fiance just brought me sweet potato fries. Oh, amazing. <sighs> and I've already won. Um, but I could sit there for three days and not know and just listen to Kuiper go on. And I remember Sean Considine in the fourth round for the Eagles out of Iowa, and I was so hyped. Have you always loved the draft? Has it always been woven into you?
1: Yeah, especially being a Seahawks fan and having so many bad years or mediocre years, really, during most of my childhood. The draft is that moment when you think everything can turn around. That one edge rusher out of, you know, Iowa you've never heard of before is going to change your franchise's fortunes. It's incredibly exciting. Um, I actually probably enjoyed it more when I didn't know who the college – or, like, when I barely paid attention to the draft other than, you know, I'm a college football fan. But um, because I could get really excited about every Seahawks pick, now I'm like – you know, what the, who, who yeah. that? you know, and I get, I get worked up. Well, I not like some of them, but uh, yeah, it was exciting.
0: When you were, who were, who was a player that you were right on at an early age and you felt like you, you were like really good at this and who was a player that you were completely wrong on? I can start oh, I was wrong on every, I didn't,
1: well, at a young age. I didn't know anything. So I assumed every pick was, yeah. you know, I didn't know my Sean Alexander's from my,
0: like, I know one of mine that I got wrong was on your team. I just remember Aaron Curry, fourth pick overall, just the entire process, everyone going, he's a true can't-miss prospect. And that was my first time where I was like, but the can't-miss guy missed, and I'll never forget that guy.
1: We're only now at a point in history when you don't, when I think Aaron Curry jerseys have finally been weeded out of Seattle, where you can, mm. you, you will not see them when you're walking down the street. Um, yeah, we have herd immunity to Aaron Curry.
0: These pl- You said this, actually. All the players and their success is very dependent on where they end up. You know, if a running back goes to San Francisco, they can have an incredible career. If they end up going to Minnesota and sit behind, my- we may never see them again. But it's okay to have favorites. And I think, Mina, you're the kind of person that there- stylistically certain people can jump out to you. So maybe not who your number one is, but I'd love to go to this position and see the ones that maybe excite you the most or that are your favorite running backs who kind of gets your attention when you watch them.
1: Um, So it's so hard to evaluate these running backs. I think in particular, not evaluate, but to rank them because there's, as you mentioned, all of these players are scheme and fit dependent, but running backs, art more so than any other player, uh, which is part of a much larger discussion about running backs and value, I think. And um, their success is going to be so predicated on where they land, right? Like if DeAndre Swift lands with an outside zone team, he could be Dalvin Cook. If yeah. he ends with the wrong team, he could be, I don't know. I mean, Daryl Henderson didn't have a great year. It's just, it really, not that, not that that was the wrong team for Daryl, was part of a committee, but... I'm just saying it really depends on where you end up. So it's very hard for me to, like in a vacuum, rank any of them. That said, I really love Zach Moss out of Utah. That's like my hipster pick. Um, He runs a little bit. (laughs) I comped him to my friend Danny Kelly as budget Marshawn Lynch. Uh, He has that, you know how Marshawn Lynch kind of runs like an angry centipede?
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: That's how I feel. Just like a lot of
0: movement.
1: It's like all that like lateral wiggle, but like maintains balance and he breaks tackles like a mofo. So I I think he is a guy like if I was trying to find a fantasy bargain, for example, I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's not like explosive. He doesn't have that second level speed necessarily, but I think he's going to get a lot of points.
0: I think the ones that I've enjoyed watching, again, I don't think they're the best. Like, I think that the Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and all those guys are at the top. But the ones that I go, this is like a third or a fourth round pick that it could excite me. One, I think Cam Akers is going to go earlier than that. I could see him being second or third round out of Florida State. But it's just one of those highlight reels that I put on He's just gone, and I, I get very excited by him, and I hope he goes to a good OC. The other two ones are also speedsters, which is the McFarland kid out of Maryland and Gibson out of Memphis.
1: Okay, well, Gibson,
0: is he a running back? I'm like, I just hope they go to – well, okay, so this is what's interesting is I look at DeAndre Swift, and one of the first things that you said, I think it was probably edited out because our technical difficulties, is his ability to catch the ball. Christian McCaffrey gets this huge contract, and I think a lot of us in our hearts want to make the argument that Christian McCaffrey's not just a running back. Yeah. So the idea of these running backs that can also line up in the slot, I only like to draft for offensive coordinators that think of this stuff. So I don't, I don't worry about the ones that don't, but somebody like Gibson, for me, it's, he's whatever you want him to be.
1: Yeah. He – I. He reminds me a little bit of Anthony Miller from the same school. And Henderson sure. also has some of those tri- – Memphis, man, they keep turning out these little Swiss Army knife guys on offense. Only I think he is built like a running back. I don't have his measurements in front of me, but he's like, you know, he's running a running back-sized human, but he – You know who
0: did that in college? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb would be like the number one running back, and then he would also go play slot. And then you look at the one year where they had to play him at running back for the Packers for like the entire season. I I love those
1: guys. Randall Cobb was also so good in college. People forget he was nasty. I can tell.
0: I covered him live. I was, I was, I was, I was in Louisville, Kentucky, as a sports anchor. When I, yeah. Oh connection sucks I was I was in Louisville and I would cover Randall Cobb and I was like this guy is incredible I just hope he translates to the NFL and he did it was amazing love to be right um all right hopefully our connection's good now wide receiver are you in that it's cd and everybody else or do you have like someone neck and neck with cd lamb yeah jerry judy okay so
1: you, you think CD has separated from Judy like dramatically so
0: I yeah well we talked about this on your IG live last night
1: we did. Uh, you want CD. CD, you want the Eagles to trade up for C which by the way would take a significant amount of draft capital
0: I know. I think my thing is, is I just don't trust how he's evaluation of mid tier wide receivers. So I'd rather he put two of them together and go get one. And like, there is no one on the Eagles roster right now that I'm like, Alshon is a long term answer. Deshaun Jackson is a long term answer. Like, invest in one to pair with Carson for eight years and let's enjoy it. But I like if you want to Judy, some people can question his speed and and all that stuff. Tell me if I'm crazy. I just have not heard one negative thing about C.D. Lamb, and he's the only guy that I can say that about.
1: Well, the negative is the speed, as you mentioned, which was, it's why DeAndre Hopkins is the comp that keeps coming up, right? I I think C.D. Lamb is, Lamb, I think he's the only player with a consensus comp. I have yet to see someone not comp. Yeah. It's like every, because it's, when it's right, it's right. And, um yeah, he's got the hands. He has the body control. He's a great route runner too. Um, He's so good uh, against press coverage, but he doesn't have that elite top end speed. He's not a burner, which is, you know, I think when people compare Lamb and Judy, one of the advantages you see people giving to Lamb is the quarterback play, I think, compared to what Jerry Judy had to work with through most of his college career. Uh, and that's fair, but even with when you consider that context, Lamb's still not as fast, and he's not as good a route runner as Judy. He's, but he's a better. He's got better hands. Um, I guess as an Eagles right. fan, I find it interesting because you know it, when this all began, draft season, a lot of Eagles fans were lusting over rugs because they wanted Carson to have that downfield weapon. You know, we saw what happened when Sean yes. Jackson got injured, and they didn't have that. But you want the X, it sounds like you want the X, that if you're not thinking about like filling a hole necessarily, you just want the X receiver of the future.
0: Yeah, because I don't believe anybody currently on the roster is truly a long term answer. And because of that, I want the best player available at a position that when Alshon, even last year in week two, uh, when the Eagles, I think it was week two, one of the Thursdays, games they went to green bay and beat green bay it was a huge Alshon game and it was just like really good accurate carson wentz throws and i think that the speed is important but there's a lot of guys in this draft that i can get that have speed you know what i mean like if they really are just wanting that guy why not go for a hamler why not wait for somebody like that so uh for I did, yeah. Who who are the who are your other crushes at the wide receiver position that just you enjoyed watching?
1: There's one, and and it's a guy that I don't think the Eagles would have to trade up for, maybe a little bit if, at all, and that's uh, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Who as a comp, I have halfway mm. between Alshon Jeffrey. It's funny that you mentioned Alshon and DJ Shark. Um, he is a little bit mm. hard to evaluate because he was barely asked to do anything in that offense, right? And then he went to the senior bowl and just completely shredded expectations and and showed that he could run every route. Um, I love guys with his skill set in particular, like the freak body control, like unnecessarily getting two feet in in college kind of guys. I think his upside, try trying not to say upside. I'm trying to stop myself from saying it too much uh, when I talk about draft prospects. (laughs) His ceiling is through the roof that's not even possible but i love him and i love him for philadelphia
0: why are you trying to not say upside
1: um i noticed so i don't always listen to myself but i was listening to myself recently and i you know when you notice there's a word that you've been saying too much this happened to me with vibes wild and journey and situation. I'm trying to use those words less less in my everyday vocabulary. So in draft speak, I was saying upside too much. So I'm trying to say upside less.
0: That's really good self scouting. I I definitely say absolutely too much. That's my That's number one. Great. Word. It feels good. That's why I use it too much.
1: Upside is too. It's it's kind of a bullshit. Like it. Upside protects you, right? Because I can say, well, I like Justin Herbert's upside, but and then. Later on, when people try to old takes me, I could say no. I said he had upside.
0: Let's talk about the draft like that, then, from thirty thousand feet, because we consumed it as fans, and now, like, are you guys doing a live draft show this year?
1: Not sure yet what we're doing. I'm gonna do. I'll do something though.
0: Okay, it's up in the air. It's Up in the air. But but like, you're you're covering the draft. We're we're gonna be going live from the draft, and now we're working it, which is very weird. Is there anything about the draft as a whole and the way we talk about it that, um, makes, that kind of makes you think? Uh, one, for me, it's incredible to me that we can call people experts. And even the people that are doing this will openly acknowledge that none of us have any idea what's going to happen. And as you said before, it's all dependent on the coach and the roster these guys go to. Right. But no one goes back and checks people. We check mock drafts. But then we get to hide behind the fact that there's a lot of trades and you can't predict trades. To me, it's like this one weird part of the sports culture that's left like unfettered and we're, and we're okay with people just taking darts at a dartboard.
1: Well, I think your point about fit is really good, and it's why the draft is so hard to immediately analyze because basically you have college football experts who watch every game and then you've got NFL experts and there are very few people in the middle there. Like I watch college football. I watch big teams. I watch a fair amount of PAC 12 cause I'm a Huskies fan. Um, but you know, I'm not like, I didn't watch a ton of Jordan love. I've been cramming Jordan love, yeah. but I'm not like, Oh yeah, 2018 the San Jose state game. Like I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Right. I'm doing, but the best I can now to cash up. But on that same token, college people who have watched a lot of these guys, you know, when we see, oh, Jordan loves with the Raiders, they're not necessarily equipped to talk about what that means. So it's like both sides are we're trying to communicate to each other and land on, you know, these evaluations once the draft actually happens because it kind of – you have to take a bit of knowledge from everyone to figure it out.
0: I, and it is weird. And that's why I always try and, and... – I started this last year, and I'm doing it again this year, where I'm not really going to start evaluating until I see where these guys are. Because for me, you just get so hopped up on the idea of a player. And then they might end up at Jacksonville at 9, and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter, like, what's going to go. I just feel like we've seen guys get lost so many times that I – I almost, like, don't want to get hurt. I don't want to fall in love with a player and watch them go somewhere they can't develop.
1: I mean, to go back to Herbert for a second, Justin Herbert, um, my comp for him is – this is it's kind of mean. It's swagless Carson Wentz. But <laughs>
0: – but, oh, I think you think that Carson Wentz has swag.
1: Well, he does as a football player, I think. He does. I,
0: he does. He's a got the towel hanging out. He's pointing. He's got handshakes. But, and You're he, right. You
1: know, he's, like – Dive in and you know, yeah. hashtag free Janetty Loni. But um, he, here's the thing if Carson Wentz didn't end up in, with a very good organization, with very good coaches, I don't think he would have be having a successful mm-hmm. NFL career. I really don't. And so I look at someone like Justin Herbert, and there is, I know upside is a kind of BS get out of jail free card, but there is a universe in which he lands in the right situation. I mean, hell, even Patrick Mahomes. He yes. I mean, obviously landed in the perfect situation. So with these quarterbacks, I, it talks about running backs being scheme dependent. Quarterbacks are so coaching dependent, so much so, that it makes it almost impossible to evaluate them.
0: You know what? Like, you could do this with every quarterback. But I think the perfect example is Jared Goff. Look at year one, and then look yes. when Sean McVay got there. It's the same kid. And and I just—it's funny to me that we say things all the time, like there's no sport that depends more on coaching than the NFL, and then we call the player a bust, but we don't look at the coach that got fired in two years and go, "No, it was Jeff Fisher." Like it was yeah. Jeff Fisher. Was I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. Um, as when do you think the draft is going to get weird on Thursday night? What pick do you yeah. think we're going to look at each other and go, "Didn't expect that."
1: I think it's going to happen immediately with this Herbert Tua stuff, right? Like so for so, so top the, five. For weeks, yes, top five. For weeks, we're hearing, okay, you're gonna have to trade up to get to uh, that number three spot. Detroit is in the catbird bird seat. Is it the cap bird seat? Catbird yes.
0: Seat? What is it that? Is. What
1: What does it mean to be in the cap bird seat? Are you
0: 1745? There used to be. I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't know.
1: I guess I don't it's look. like you're a cat and you're in a seat where you can catch the bird.
0: David, if you could, if you could look that up and chime in whenever you yes. got it, that'd be research, great. please.
1: Um, for weeks, that was it. That was the narrative. Oh, man, they're going to have to trade up to get Tua. The Dolphins have all these assets, yada, yada, yada. Then, boom, Kuiper's dropping this mock saying, actually, the Dolphins are taking Herbert. Tua's dropping. There's all the smoke now about teams being concerned. And I, I'm not an insider. Yes. I don't know if it's real. I have no idea. I didn't think the Daniel Jones rumors were real, that he was going to go right. as high as he did. So... I, I think it could get weird real quick with those two quarterbacks in particular.
0: I think so too. And I think um, what it's interesting, because I just wanted to go online today and look at how big is, is Tua. And I think he's what? 6'1", 208? 6'1",
1: yeah. Barely. So
0: my issue, because everyone lo- I, I don't, when I watch NFL Network, they ask this question all the time. The fact that he's coming back from injury and the, he won't be able to play right away. Does that concern teams? How about this? We're okay with resting quarterbacks. That's not an issue in year one anymore. Like Aaron Rodgers is the poster boy for why it's okay to wait. My issue is not just the hip injury. He's 208. He's mobile, but he's not that fast. And we've seen a lot of these guys that that go there and they're not fast enough to really run away. But he's been banged up so many times that from just a durability and size issue, you want to compare him to Russell Wilson. Wilson's got 30 pounds on him. Like yeah. they're, they're not, they're not even the same style of human.
1: Right. And yeah, I, I
0: and so that's. Breeze yeah, like, I think, but you know. I, yes. And, and the question is, okay. Do you think he can, I don't want to say can he become Drew Breeze? Cause that's ridiculous. But do you think he can withstand, like do you see durability being an issue for him? Honestly? Cause it is for me. I really do worry about that with Tua.
1: I truly struggle with evaluating durability with football players, especially Maybe. with him, his injuries were freak injuries. They were Frank
0: Gore is kind of like, hey, like, right, yeah. There's
1: many players like that throughout college history who were injured and then went on to be fine in the NFL. But um, I think with him, my biggest question mark with Tua isn't, I mean, of course it's the health, but the sure. biggest question mark that I can actually talk about with any sort of degree of knowledge or I guess um, a sense of expertise or a feeling that we can, have a clue as to who is where his ceiling is is it, it's much more just about his ceiling as a quarterback because i he, his floor is here he's the best yeah. processor in the class it's it, again the herbert thing it's really funny because they're just so opposite in so many ways one of which is to his um decision making his progression his ability to go through progressions and read the field it's so sophisticated comparatively and obviously that's where herbert has struggled um he can go he's plug and play he can, if he was perfectly healthy I would put him in any NFL mm-hmm. offense and I think I believe he could run it. Um, but I have questions about whether or not he might hit a ceiling, you know, for various reasons. So like if he does have, you know, his he's got an okay, he's got a good arm, but it's not Justin Herbert. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, but, but that same token. Okay. So you can point to two and say, all right, look at the size. It's kind of, un- yep. yeah. Like Kyler was small, but he's fast. Russell wasn't small, but he's dense. How many six foot six quarterbacks have succeeded in the NFL?
0: Absolutely. Ask John LA and ain't doing well. I know. I think that's, what's so interesting. Like you mentioned Andy Reed with Mahomes and with Herbert, I kind of think of the Josh Allen where Josh Allen is not with a, a, a beautiful offensive mind. No offense to Brian Dayball, who was, who has definitely been a step up since he's gotten there, but really it's that. It's the mentality of that organization that lends to Josh Allen's traits. And I kind of look at that for Herbert where it's like you put Herbert on a team that runs a lot, runs the ball a lot with a little bit of play action, like you're you're leading it in. He doesn't have to process as much. So it's uh, that's that's why we, we talk about Herbert could be a bust. And it's like, you know, if he gets picked by Sean Payton and the Saints, you're going to be worried about those clips on the internet for a decade.
1: I know. I know, that's why I want every time I give a hot take now, I need to like very quickly say, but if he goes to New Orleans, it's gonna turn out fine. That way I can't get put into a montage or you gotta put it at the beginning, somehow in the middle of the clip. Yeah. So I have to be something like, man, I don't know guys, Jordan loves decision-making, but if he ends up in the New Orleans, you could say, it's gonna be great. It's not very good. It's just all over the place. And that way I can't get aggregated.
0: I and, just thought of a good question. Okay. Can I ask it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The five teams that I think are most likely to draft a quarterback are the two in the top six, Chargers-Dolphins, the two with aging quarterbacks, Green Bay and New Orleans, and the team that has all of our attention, the New England Patriots. So the five spots I think are the most interesting. But I think the, the, and the Raiders. Well, I'm going to have faith in Derek Carr. I think that his fake friendship with Gruden, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to have to do it another year. I just, I don't think they're going to do it this year, but... I think there's a really weird situation in Green Bay because Drew Brees is used to having people under him and like teaching, and he's okay with moving on. New England, there's going to be a lot of pressure, but that's Bill Belichick is going to have a defense that's going to allow like 112 points in 12 games, and you're only going to have to make a few points. But Green Bay and that dynamic of Aaron Rodgers and him having gone through it with Brett Favre. Do you think any of these guys can handle it? And what's that room going to be like?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to say. <gasps> oh, excuse me. Because, wow, um, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Aaron doesn't seem like a very nurturing personality. But his backups love him. All mm. of his Hunley, Kaiser, whatever, they all speak really highly of him. But... They are very clearly backups, right? Clearly. Like, So it's so hard to project what it's going to be like when a guy actually walks in who's supposed to be the future. Um, I, I will say what you said about Drew Brees, I actually heard it's not always, not he's not like a Ben Roethlisberger, don't call me kind of situation, but he's not buddy-buddy
0: right. either. No, you're holding this clipboard. I
1: think we overestimate. We're always like, yeah, he will come in and mentor. I don't think that's the way these dudes are wired at all. I know Favre is the extreme example, but...
0: I think that a lot of them are lead by example types. So they're not sitting there other than Alex Smith and saying, here's why I'm going through these. Like Drew Brees is like, here is my routine today from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can either follow it or not. But Aaron is somebody that, because you spent time with him, thinks about what he says and everything carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And I just um, – and, and he has years left. Drew Brees has a year left. Me, um,
1: Yeah. Let me ask you this. If you're Jordan Love, where do you want to go?
0: Of uh, the Drew, New Orleans. New Orleans. Thanks, yeah. Because for me, it's not just about the quarterback that you're following. It's the fact that Sean Payton ha- can do this with anybody.
1: Yes. I um, also think the quarterback you're following, like – He's got a pretty. He's. It seems like the end game is nigh. You know, it doesn't right. seem like a Patriots Jimmy Brady. Like I think you've got a pretty clear timeline there. Yes,
0: been well so. defined. Or I think the the best spot would be uh, the Chargers. Um, I just think that they're they're built to win now, and Tyrod is very similar. into Tyrod can move, and there and with Anthony Lynn's offense, they're going to want someone. Like I think it can be built around to play soon
1: though the second tyrod has a game where he throws for 200 no interceptions the fans get all riled up they're bringing in jordan love
0: i feel bad for tyrod taylor and i'm proud of tyrod taylor at the same time
1: um i okay i'm in my house we call him ty god i have been the one of the world's biggest (laughs) tyrod taylor defenders First of all, Tyrod Taylor was good in 2015, 2016. Anyone who says otherwise is lying. Bills fans always get angry when I when I bring this up. The second you feel bad for him, go to sporttrack.com and enter oh, Tyrod Taylor. What's the update? Always doing fine.
0: <laughs> that Chase Daniel backup money. It's so Ooh. good. Um, you you texted me and we were talking about uh, Isaiah Simmons. And people want to list them at safety. People want to list them at linebacker. Uh, for me, who was – oh, was it Terrell Edmonds uh, two years ago? Where, yeah. like, I remember a lot of mocks were saying the Colts at six could either go Quinton Nelson or, or Edmonds. And I, they're, they're different size-wise, but the ability in today's defense to be used at so many different levels is what excites me about Simmons what percentage do you think Gettleman drafts him, and what what is your vision for him? Because I know he in, he intrigues you.
1: Kuyper has him mocked to the Giants at four in the latest draft, which is fascinating.
0: They cause... just spent money on Kyler Fackrell. I mean, what's the difference between the two?
1: <laughs> for Kyler Sackrell, okay, get it right. Correct. Um, correct.
0: Against your Seahawks, right? He had three sacks.
1: Oh, my God. I think Man. that's uh, – that uh, probably got him this contract. <laughs> yes.
0: They signed him and and Martinez. Like, they took yeah, the they Packers linebackers. And I was You're like, didn't right. you see them – Yeah, but I was like, didn't you see them get destroyed in the NFC yeah. Championship game? And you went – I don't know. Okay, anyway.
1: um, I mean, they're competent NFL players for the most part. But, yeah. um, so, Simmons is funny, right? Because in some ways, in the Giants, he's so – Anti Dave Gettleman, like you think, okay, Dave Gettleman's going to take his one of his hog mollies, and they need, and the Giants, by the way, they need an offensive tackle. It, it would not be crazy for them to take no. Becton or Wells or whatever at four. Worth, it would make yeah. a ton of sense. It's the less sexy pick, but in this case, I don't think Giants fans could be angry. Simmons is a sexy pick. The problem is, I think he is one of those players to go back to this scene who is so his success in the NFL will be so dependent on how he's utilized. Yes. And if he is not utilized correctly, I, I, I don't know. I think it could go wrong. I mean, I, the way I would use him, this is what I was texting you about. What position do you think he plays and how would you use him? I would use him. I would list him as a safety and then in sub packages, I would start moving – you know, he's big nickel. I, you you want to blitz him a lot. Yeah. Um, you just need to be creative. You need to use him well, to dictate what what offenses do. You have a player on defense who, when he is on the football field, no one on offense knows what's going to happen. That's such a weapon in the yeah. NFL.
0: Yes. And that, that's why, for me, if Isaiah Simmons goes at four – I'm sad. It's a new defensive coordinator. I don't have a lot of faith that he's going to be used correctly. But if he goes to the Dolphins with Flores, which I know they're going to go quarterback unless – look, they got three picks in the first round. You could get Simmons and then trade – like you can find ways to get two stars. You don't got to get three. You don't got to get one. Or the Chargers. If Isaiah Simmons goes to the Chargers at six and they go, you know what? We're going to roll with Tyrod and you put Simmons with Derwin James and those corners, like my head will explode. And you know who you can stop with that? The chiefs.
1: Yes. Yeah. In your division. The, I'm just like, that's that would such be an wild. insane secondary. And it's, it, it's positionless basketball, right? It's literally, I mean, then yeah. you have Harris, you can move around a uh, King who like, any of those players, you can move them around. I mean, it's crazy, and you still have Bosa and Ingram. Like that's such a filthy defense. Um, that's why I wanted them to take him and then just pay Cam, but they won't. <laughs> so
0: I know, I know. I think I'm I'm most excited for when the draft gets to eleven because of wide receiver Row, and I'm just excited to see how the GMs uh, navigate this. I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah, who had a great point, which was the first round in this draft should go smooth. These GMs can talk to each other. They all know where they're picking. They can plan out trades now. They have all this lead up. The night goes slow. First round is not going to be crazy. Where I think this draft is going to swing is on between three to seven, but mainly three, five, six, and seven, because four, they're going to have all night to like recalibrate. But it's when the night's going on and you're having to fix your own technical issues and you're getting a phone call while you're trying to do a trade and Dave Gettleman gets a paper cut. I I think that there are certain teams that are going to, that we're going to look back at undrafted free agency and rounds five, six, and seven. Yeah. And we're going to go, they ambushed the league. And I, and I, I don't know which teams it, are, it is yet, but I, I think there's going to be a few that really do it.
1: It's the good teams, right? I mean...
0: Baltimore, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: always the same. Philly, like it's yeah. always the same teams. Um, I Listen, Adam, you tuned into my... You were part of my Instagram Live. I am in no place to make fun of any of the... I have lost the right to make fun of these GMs for their technological savviness. So I, so I Mina I, went and did an, an IG good.
0: live. She <laughs> went and did an IG live. And when you see someone do an IG live, you go, Oh, that's easy. You get on, you push a button. Other people come on. I have done it. And the first time you do it, it's as if you're inside an alien space module, like <laughs> an independence day and down <laughs> is up and up is down.
1: And the, the stressful part about it is everyone people are watching you try to figure it out. There's an, and you can't practice it, so right. you're floundering on state It's humiliating.
0: Now, now take that and multiply it by a million because you're being watched by NFL Network and you have a clock up there that's ticking down. And do you really think these executives listen to the full IT like run? <laughs> of how to set up their no way
1: no No way way. no way and that's the sound actually I think I have the sound effect on my desk somewhere the the draft sound no I don't have it but it's gonna be it's gotta be like so much more stressful right than like a normal draft day I suppose I'm trying to find it I have it on my desktop somewhere and I play I like to play it because it it gets me pumped up. Honestly, don't you get pumped up when you hear that draft sound? The, the noise that
0: goes, da 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 something like that. Yeah, the,
1: the chime. <laughs> okay, here it is.
0: I, I got it. it. Ready? Okay.
1: you get so amped when you hear it. Okay, ready?
0: It just hits. And with the 21st pick in the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Justin Jefferson. Oh, <laughs> um, I know you gotta go soon. So why don't why don't we play this? Um, let's play. Where do the top three quarterbacks go? And and we'll we'll take our guesses and we can check afterwards. So Burrow's going to the Bengals. Where do you think Tua ends up?
1: I gotta think this Herbert stuff is smoke, and that he's still going five, and then Herbert at six to the Chargers. And then I'll go love at 19 to the Raiders.
0: Love where? I'm sorry. To the Raiders. 19 to the Raiders. I love that. So maybe they go like a CD love, like combination or rugs love.
1: They've got 12 and 19.
0: Yeah. You go rugs, Jordan love.
1: That's a sexy draft.
0: Man. Yeah. That you win the draft right away. I'm going to say Tua does go to the Dolphins at five. I'm going to say Herbert. I'm going to say he falls. I don't know how far. And I'm going to say he's going to be called Herbert Herber because he's going to New Orleans. <laughs> and I think they're going to make it French.
1: Is that the basis? If they of had that? a guy
0: with that last name. Yes, and then I'm going to say, to all of our greatest dismay, love ends up on the Patriots. I think that's where you're going to go. Um,
1: I wouldn't mind that. I, I'm in a good place at the Patriots now where I kind of – I'm rooting for Belichick to thrive.
0: I'm the same way. Belichick right? over Brady all day.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Who Thanks. was it on your live stream that said it was because – uh, he called it Tampa Bay. Was that um, that was you? That's really good.
1: Tampa just that broke broke it for me. Like it broke a spell or something. Once I heard no, saw Tampa,
0: nothing can ruin the energy like a Darren Ravel tweet about applied for copyright. It, it Somebody, just ruins it.
1: I made a bunch of jokes about Tampa, and then someone tweeted to me, "Tampa Bay just sounds like a British person trying to say Tampa Bay." And I can't get that out of my
0: head. <laughs> Tompa Bay. Tampa. I, I enjoyed my weekend at Tompa Bay. That is good. Um, enjoy draft week. Uh, if you end up doing something, let me know, and we will push it. Um, if not, you are happy to join us on Bleacher Report, meet Connor Rogers, Matt Miller as we go over. everything. Thank you for coming on.
1: Good luck to your Eagles.
0: Thanks. Good luck to your Seahawks. Do you, is there one player you're rooting for? Do you have one?
1: I... I- they're gonna ahead. trade down. Come on, I'm not even gonna like let my brain get excited. I mean, what i they gonna trade down. I want to just put that out there. But what okay. I'm really—I would love if one of the five tackles drops. There's like five offensive tackles that I think are in a kind of a cut above, and if one of them actually dropped all the way, that would be awesome.
0: Man, you guys an offensive line. A tail is all the time. For me to I am the LEFKOE man. We will holla, 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 and we'll be back later this week with a roundtable with the stick-to-football guys as we get ready for the NFL Draft. See you guys later.